Hey, welcome to Get On and Shine with me, Holly Honeychurch. I'm quite excited and nervous and happy and a bit stressed. Lots of things going on at the moment in my life. I'm loving gaming. I'm a gamer. I have settled on Two Point Hospital on the Switch, revisiting times past when I was 17, I played Theme Hospital, and it's made by the same designers, so it's kept me interested for quite a few days now, sometimes slightly obsessed, sometimes I'm actually having dreams about how to lay out my hospital and the hospital rooms and whether to put the research and the training rooms next to each other for ease and I have all these ideas but then when it comes down to it I'm just plonking the the GP room next to this room or that room and when I come to to find things quickly I actually can't because everything is higgledy-piggledy all over the hospital rather than because I'm at the point of watching um, tricks and tips online on YouTube for different ways that I can make more money when I see those hospitals they're all very neat and tidy but mine's more of a hodgepodge mishmash (laughs) but somehow I keep making money I think this game is easier than the last one. I always used to go bankrupt, but this one, I'm always making money, so that's fine. It keeps me happy, and I like to keep all the doctors and nurses and assistants and janitors happy as well, because then they do lots of jobs for me, so thanks. (laughs) I also, I've, I've played quite a few games now, or I've experimented with them anyway. Nino Kuni, which is very beautiful sort of a an RPG, it's colourful, it's for kids, there's a lot of cuts in between and you have to slowly watch these videos, it's not for me, I actually don't like killing cute things, I don't like battling cute things, I want to make friends with them rather than have to battle them, that's what I've realised. I found Mario really exciting, but also quite difficult, and it made me very frustrated that I couldn't get past some levels. I found out that I wasn't the sort of person to have to collect every single gold, big gold coin. I just wanted to get to the end of the level so I could see what else was on the map. So I played quite fast, actually. But there are some great levels. There's a level where everything's giant, all the big square boxes that you you hit, they're big, and and the monsters are big, and the shells are big. Ooh, it's a dream. I play the princess because she floats, and it's just a little bit easier. But I found myself when facing for the tenth time the baddie, I went into this mode called Nabbit. It's a cute little strange creature who squeals quite a lot and he can't be killed or mostly anyway so that's the only way I've been able to get past some baddies thank you Nintendo for that that's a very useful mode that Mario map by the way is just so beautiful rainbows and clouds and different worlds water world you have to fight penguins 
oh, it's just there's a sand world. There you have to fight camels and turtles. I don't mind fighting those actually. They're okay. But it's so colourful. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous design. I've played Tetris online. What a, a big chaotic mess that is, but it's fun. And I get to play Tetris with a hundred other people. There's fireworks and and shooting and you have to try and beat your opponent or 99 other opponents. It is it's cool. I like it. It's quite addictive. Car game called Turbo Knights. But it's very fast. It's too fast. I literally can barely keep on the track. My eyes can't process what's going on on the screen. Wonderful graphics. 80s style, gorgeous colours, but it's just so fast. They could have slowed it down a tiny bit. And I don't want to sound old, but my eyes are <laughs> too fast these days. Oh, the children of today. <laughs> I have got some point and click, point and click, click and point, first person detective games. I'm really into detective games. I played a couple, they are okay, one of them was great, the others so-so. Um, next on the list is going to be Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, Donkey Kong, and a couple of others that I can't remember right now, but all in good time because they are very expensive those games so I'm not rushing out to buy them it's incredible what parents have to pay for these days I mean one game 50 pounds I'm sounding old again aren't I but really come on what I found is you can go on eBay and get them a little bit cheaper so I've decided that just in case in a few years I decide to sell this thing I've got the physical games because it's all right buying games online and it's definitely easier to change games, but it means that they're yours and you can't sell them. So I'm, I'm being clever about this and, and buying them physically. I've even got a special case for it now. <laughs> so that part of life is exciting, slightly addictive. I need to do more. I'm being a bit that's what I'm doing. I'm playing my Switch. So I do have those addictive tendencies. I need to watch that. But I'm talking to you now. So I've managed to peel myself off of the screen and out of my level four hospital to talk to you. Hello. I'm stressed because my mum is moving up to Scotland this week to Troon by the sea. But there's been a lot of confusion and messing about with her sale. I've never bought a house before, so I didn't know the process. But what I do know is this has been the most shambolic process. And I'm sure a lot of people probably say that. But this one, we haven't even got an official move date and she's supposed to be moving on Wednesday. The solicitors have been ignoring me or they've been arguing with me. I've been taking it over from mum because she says she knows what she's doing but sometimes it turns out she doesn't 
And it's just easier to know firsthand what's going on rather than through her because I can't be down there with her at the moment. She's got lots of help, but, you know, it's difficult being so far away. So I've taken over the role of speaking to the solicitors, which is kind of scary. They've been to law school. They're all clever, aren't they? But the thing is, even though they're clever, they also are quite arrogant and ignorant and I've got one company, this in-between company, because my mum's got this equity release thing. So it's not a simple house sale. There's this other company involved, which own part of my mum's house now. They're saying, it's really simple, just do this. And then the solicitors are saying, oh no, we can't do that. We can't possibly do that. That's not the way you do it. We're going to do it this way. And I'm saying, if you do it this way, my mum's going to be homeless, basically, just the way the figures work. You've got to do it this way. And they're like, no, 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 we can't do it that way. And I just listen to them going on and on or not speaking to me at all. One of them's a bit scared of me, I think. Um, so I listen and I understand and I empathize. But then at the end of the day, last week, by the end of the day, even though I thought it was going to go one way and they wouldn't change their minds, they did change their minds, and I like to think that I was a part of that. They finally saw the light. They finally understood it. You know, they're only like super intelligent people. Even I understood it before they did. So it feels like it might happen, but as I say, all this is supposed to be done weeks before, and at this point, it could be down to like post when people get physical copies with signatures on. It could be down to that. And in the meantime, my mum's buyers, they have told me that they, they, it has to be by the end of the week. That's the latest it can be because of their, some mortgage deal. Oh, like talk about stress. I've got my mum stressed. I've got, what is it going to happen? I've got the buyers saying this. And it, it's been, yeah, it's been stressful the last before the, the weekend, the last days before the weekend. And I saw myself, I felt the stress like searing through me, having to talk to scary people, having to communicate in ways that I don't usually. Simon said that I do it really well. He says that I keep calm and I'm a good communicator and I get things done, and I got a result. What I did, actually, before I had to call all these scary people, I called on the spirit of this girl who, she's still around, I'm sure, I don't know her anymore, but I called on her energy because my first job was working at British Telecom on the phone. I've grown up speaking on phones, but I just haven't done it in a few years. So... I called on Alex, lovely Alex, because after training back 20 years ago, we had two weeks training and then we were in the actual office and we were sitting there and we had our headsets on and we all sat around the table and we had to press the button and the button meant that we were live, that real people, real customers were going to call in and complain to us basically, or ask, but usually complain. And I was absolutely scared. 
I couldn't do it. I was like, oh God, what are we going to do? And Alex, this sort of bubbly, blonde, bimbo type, sorry, but she was sort of just a bit different and not the person I thought was kind of the strongest in the group. She was on it. She was like, right, let's go. Hello, welcome to BT. My name is Alex. And I just looked at her thinking, wow, she's so brave. (laughs) And it gave me some courage. So I called on lovely Alex's personality to get me through those calls last week. And it went really well. So I feel, I feel strong now. I'm just hoping that everybody's on board. The next couple of days are going to be the telling ones. And I don't like stress. I don't like build-ups. I like to know what's happening right now. I don't like waiting. So I am being as calm as I can because I don't want anything to stress me out at the moment. Which leads me on to talking about my future and my past actually. Because in my past, when I was born, I had a dislocated hip and I was in and out of hospital. I've never been normal, let's say, in the leg and feet department and hips. I've always had a fair bit of weakness and a bit of a wobble. My friend said that I wore like a pirate with a wooden leg. I just needed a parrot on my shoulder and I would be complete. Because of the way my legs work and the way my body is, there's always been a question about whether I can carry a child. Some people who I have taken way too much insight from, let's say, you know, one person can say, I don't think you're going to be able to do it. And that can make you think, God, I'm not going to be able to do it. It can really change the way you feel about yourself, listening to other people's opinions. And that's been a thing for me, relying way too much on what other people say, rather than trusting in myself and going through it and trying, just being brave and trying. Recently, I have wanted to really try after, what, 25 years of not wanting to go there I'm finally wanting to and I started actively trying to have a baby this month yesterday I was getting some clues that it might have happened I might be pregnant I don't know yet I won't know for about 10 days or something But there are some signs that are unusual for me this time of the month that suggest that something might have happened. It's exciting and scary and wonderful and I'm still coming to terms with the fact that I can be grown up enough to do this and my body can be strong enough to do this. I've been working hard on getting fitter I've been dancing every day. I've been taking fertility, very natural fertility, vitamins and vitamins for health and healthy cells. Because I did wonder if I could even get pregnant. 
because I had a lot of x-rays when I was a kid and nurses said, oh, I don't know whether she's going to be able to. All these things, all these ideas that got caught up in my head and made me scared and confused about it. So I've gone into trying to get pregnant with some some scariness, some apprehension. But at the same time, I'm with a beautiful, beautiful man who is just magical. And I would love to see what our baby would be like and whether we can have a baby together. It feels like the right time. We're settled. We've got a lovely flat. I mean, a baby in a flat, in an echoey flat. That's going to be interesting. But everything's pointing towards, it's your time, Holly. And it could be my time. It might have happened. But now there's this weird waiting game for 10 days. So we'll see. But that's why I want to, that's why I want to control my stress. Because I might be looking after somebody else now. <laughs> I've learned to be positive and to not listen to what other people say. I'm taking all the advice I read with a pinch of salt too. I want to feel my own body and go on my own journey and just take the good pit bits. Don't take the the worry or the anxiety. It's a lesson in give and take. It's a lesson in balance and feeling. I think about things of telling people when to tell people I've already told you. I wanted to tell you because I wanted to explain my journey and how every mother's journey is different. My journey begins even before I have a baby. It begins with my body and if I can carry a child. But I think that I would be a good mother and I want to try. Telling my mum's going to be interesting. I don't want her to worry. She had five miscarriages and then me. So she's had many birth stories. I'm glad that she's coming up here. Because it means that she can be a part of a family. She can be the mad grandma. The eccentric grandma. <laughs> I'm sure she'll like that role. Watch this space. It might happen. We'll see. I'm hoping it will. I'm also trying to be, and I have been all my whole life actually. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's God's will. If I'm meant to be a mother, I will be. Let's just see what happens. I am strong and ready. Well, I don't think you can ever be ready, can you? But I want to meet. I want to meet my child and have a dance with them. <laughs> Wishing you a beautiful day, whatever you're up to. I send you peace and I send myself peace. This week is going to be quite a ride. I'm picking my mum up apparently next Saturday or Sunday from Lancaster, which is four hours away from Scotland, to drive her the last leg up to her new house, which she's never seen and which I chose for her.
there's not much stress in that, is there? Everything's fine. See ya.